Welcome to the Sacred Feminine Power Podcast, where we explore the many facets of feminine power and why it is so important for women and for men to step into this power in our world at this time. This is Emmy from Feminine Revered, and my magical guest for today is Dr. Azra Bertrand. Azra is a multi-award winning author, healer, teacher, and mystic, who's the founder of Biomancy, a visionary new way of merging body magic and earth wisdom. He's renowned for weaving knowledge of sacred science, myth, and cosmology held in the Western alchemical traditions of Sophia, living wisdom. He holds a degree in research biochemistry, as well as a doctorate in medicine. Azra has worked with tens of thousands of clients over three decades and is founding director of Biomancy University, an in-depth education portal that launches in 2022, uniting cutting-edge wisdom with initiation into the subtle realms of quantum magic. And on a more personal note, Azra is also one of my main womb awakening teachers. He, together with his beloved Seren, facilitated a life-changing nine-month apprenticeship in 2018, which I am so blessed to have been able to be part of. And so, so glad that Azra is finally on the Sacred Feminine Power podcast as well. So welcome, Azra. Thank you, Emmy. I'm really honored to be here. It's a blessing to have you with us, and I am super excited to be learning from you today as well. Mm. Now, Azra, since my podcast is called Sacred Feminine Power, I always like to start by asking my guests, what does Sacred Feminine Power mean to you personally? Yeah, so sacred, so, so I, I think we have to begin with the obvious, is that I'm a man, and for, I think, Obviously, for for the both of us, and I think for many of the listeners, they will understand, people will understand that feminine energy is equally important to all humans. So the feminine energy, we think of the feminine energy, and what I mean by that is the energies of deep relationship, of interbeing, of opening to feelings, to intuitions, sensitivity to the body and awakening and activation of all of our body potentials and being absolutely in sync with the earth and these subtle flows of energy, which can be thought of as a feminine energy currents or the yin energy currents. And these are the birthing fields these are the fields that birth all humans, of course. So every man, of course, is birthed through a sacred womb of his mother. And all of us are birthed through the sacred womb of the earth. And so I think to begin with is to just put that in context. And so for me as a man, my relationship to sacred feminine power is fundamentally very consciously interweaving myself into this feminine ground reality of being. And that is the earth, right? That is the earth that is the, the bodies of our, our mothers that birthed us and how important, how fundamentally important the, especially the woman's body is to birthing the next generation. And of course, of course, men, play a very important role in that as well. But it's to really situate myself as a man and as a human 
end this relational web and to put myself to guarding and protecting and gardening and gardening these energies in myself and in the world. And so that's, for me, that's my relationship to the sacred feminine power and sacred feminine energy. And of course, it's been an evolving one my whole life. So I've been in the healing and, and, and medical and transformational field for 25 years now. And in particular, I've really focused my study on the magic of the body, of our bodies, which are amazingly resilient and powerful and magical, our actual, our actual bodies, how much consciousness is imbued in every cell of our body, all 50 trillion cells. And, and so to, to understand that this is a, this, this realm of, the, of matter, you know, the word matter comes from the word mother or mater, right? This is a, it's a, it's a maternal sphere or it's a, a feminine sphere that holds us, is even in our bodies and in our biology. And so, so that's been, that's been my study and that's been my art. And that's been the alchemy is working as a man in these, in these amazing body and birthing and energetic fields. Mm. That's beautiful, Azra. And I, I love how you talked about the birthing fields and how the man plays this beautiful guarding, protecting and gardening role with these feminine energies. And I, I would consider you one of the true pioneers in this field as a man stepping into these energies, stepping into these fields and really holding that space from a very conscious perspective for both women and men. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's been... <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. And it's also been this, it's been following this amazing desire, you know, this amazing desire to deepen this connection, activate this connection, interweave my, my being, my consciousness, my energy body, my physical body more and more deeply into this world and the world of, of, of other humans, of my family, of my beautiful wife, Saren, and our daughter and the trees and plants and animals and what an amazing journey for this is something that in any indigenous or traditional society was just obvious a, a worldview in which this this way of being of of guarding protecting regenerating honoring this amazing amazing resource of of the earth, of our community, of, of the environment around us, of our, and of our bodies, where that was just a given. Now in this modern age, it's not, it's not a given. It's not the dominant paradigm or the dominant worldview. So for me to, to dive into this over the last several decades and, and open myself and transform and alchemize and evolve and become more and more elemental and more and more magical in myself and that magic being founded in the body, biomagic, and, and really a biomysticism. So a mysticism through the body. Uh, this is, it's been so exciting and fulfilling to me. So again, it's, it's, it's really my, my pleasure. 
Mm. Thank you for expanding on that as well. I was also wondering, Azra, if you could share a challenge that you have faced on your journey that's really helped you to, to activate the sacred feminine power within you and on your life's path. Yeah, and this is this is a, a great question. And again, I am going to share this. My answer, of course, comes from a man's perspective. And and so I'll I'll speak to it in this way is that in all of the most ancient traditions and all of the original traditions of personal development, of spiritual development, of evolutionary development, it has always been recognized that men are rebirthed through feminine fields. So men are rebirthed through their connection to the greater feminine. Of course, this begins in a very biological way at birth. So birth in this amazing symbiotic relationship with our own human mothers. But then at, throughout adolescence, through um, partnering in relationship and marriage, through, through having children, through so many rites of passage and, and deeper initiations into our own paths as men, the, the traditional understanding, the understanding even in the alchemical, Western alchemical traditions, is that this happened in relationship with the feminine. It's not something that is done alone or, or independent of the feminine. If it is done independently of the feminine, it has the potential to cause terrible destruction to the earth, to, the, you know, to, to, to our communities, to our own bodies, right? And so the real path of, 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 of individuation, of evolutionary development, of spiritual development happens in this deep relating. And for me, it's happened so many times in so many different ways through the earth, through, um, through my marriage with, with Saren, my wife. But most recently, I'll speak to this most recent initiation and, and the challenges that, that and, and always come with initiation. Initiation wouldn't be initiation without a challenge mm -hmm. is the amazing process of having a daughter. And, mm -hmm. and from you, you hear the perspective more commonly, at least I hear more commonly the perspective of, of women and mothers and this postpartum process of what does it mean? What's it like to open your being, your heart, your, your body to this amazing new child, this baby and, and the anxiety that can come with that, right? You can, you hear mothers speaking about this more often than fathers in our, in our culture. But for me, the acknowledgement of, of that anxiety or that, um, yeah, it really was an anxiety of, of, wow, I love this baby so much. It, it's open. She's opened up a new part of my heart that I hadn't experienced before. And, and that's saying something, you know, I, I have an amazing, amazing love and appreciation and, and partnership with, with Saren. Um, but having a child opened up and another doorway, another gateway. And for me, this, the feelings of 
protection. Like, how, you know, I've, wow, I've, I've, you know, I have to take this, this energy of protection and guardianship to the next level and looking at this beautiful child and both her resilience, her amazing resilience and, and just orientation to life, you know, just the passion and desire of her, her life force energy, even as a really tiny baby, but also that vulnerability as we all have this vulnerability. So as the earth has this vulnerability, as our bodies have this vulnerability as a garden, you know, we, we have to guard and protect and nurture and, and, and really weave a, a world that will be a legacy for, uh, for our children. And not just for her personally, but for future, for the future of the earth, for the future generations of, of all, all children, of humans, of our, you know, who, who will be her village, her tribe, right? Well, there's something, there's a next level of initiation that gets activated for, for me as a father in that process. And it's from that in part, it's from that in part that this next offering of, of biomancy that I'll, I'll share more about in this talk began to be, it came into form, we'll say. It had been, it had been incubating underneath the surface for, for years, but with the birth of my daughter, it just became, um, it, it became, and it's the earth insisted, I'll say that, the earth insisted, the messages that I was receiving from my, my spirit guardians in the earth said, okay, this needs to be made into form. And I'll take a, a step back a moment to put it in context in that uh, along with my wife, Saren, I've co-authored a book called Womb Awakening and another book called The Magdalene Mysteries, in which there was a very powerful focus on, on orienting to the importance and the power of the womb field in birthing and creating our reality as humans. And so women have a, a very special relationship to this, of course, because they have physical wombs. And, and men have also an energetic womb, or, or hara, as it's called in the Japanese tradition, lower dantian, as it's called in the Taoist tradition. And, but every, well, many traditional, many traditional cultures or spiritually focused cultures have understood this power of, creati of creativity exists in an energetic form in, in men as well. But the, in these books, Womb Awakening and the Magdalene Mysteries, the focus really was on, on understanding the importance of this womb field and activating it, bringing it online, clearing out traumatic imprints and, and really bringing, bringing forward that potential to create at our, at our highest and deepest resonance as humans. And, and of course, this is based in the body. You know, this is based in the body. And then in, as my new work started to evolve, Biomancy, which is all about awakening body magic, it was really stepping that process, which begins in the womb in many ways, and bringing it 
to the whole body. So understanding the entire body, the whole body as a sacred ceremonial landscape. So it's not just that the womb is a temple of creativity and creation, but that our entire bodies are part of that. And every, every organ, every system, every energy center has sacred gifts to come online. And how do we awaken that? How do we, how do we work with this magic that's innate to us and innate to our biology? And especially, how do we work with that in relationship and harmony to the magic of the earth? Because we are not separate from the earth, of course. And the more we can understand this and orient to that fact that we are a cell in the earth's body and that our power and our, and our mission and our magic come from forming these interconnections and weaving our energy bodies together, that, that, is, that is for me really the, um, the orientation that's, that's formed. That's part, that's, this is my evolutionary path in in relation to this we'll say mm. that's beautiful azra I, I love how you said the whole body is a sacred ceremonial landscape and and that really <laughs> says it all that resonates very strongly and i would love for you to expand a little bit more on the concept of biomancy and what does it mean to awaken body magic in communion with that of mother earth yeah i i this is a great, great question, right? A great question. And it really is the question of our epoch. It's, it's the question of this era. And so I'll, I'll begin with this question. We'll come back to the practical, right? Because it is enormously practical. And, but we'll start first with the spiritual or the metaphysical orientation, because this is equally important and in a way equally practical. And so we are, our earth is evolving. We are in an, in an era of massive change and transformation. And I know everyone feels this. You cannot stick your head outside the door. You cannot open up your Instagram or Facebook or have a conversation with a friend or drive through a city without seeing and feeling that we are in a time of great change. There are different reality islands forming there, you know, where people seem to have completely different realities and have a hard time relating. There's massive polarization of opinions. There are, you know, obviously the, our biosphere, our, our biome is in the midst of a crisis. And, and so something has to shift. Something has to move. There is a mandate from the earth. There is a pulse of energy or codes of information that are, are emerging up. They're rising up from the heart of the earth that say, hello, wake up. It's time to activate. It's time to do something. It's time to open your perception and tune in. And so in this evolutionary way, in this evolutionary journey, we're at a, at a big gateway. We're at a big nodal point, you can call it. And moving out of a time, the last era, the, the Piscean era, when you're looking at how the stars influence our consciousness, we're moving out, an, out of an era where we accepted the authority of 
of someone in charge who was outside of us. So in a way, we were accepted secondhand knowledge, secondhand power structures. And now we are in an era of gnosis, okay? And what I mean by gnosis is direct experiential contact with the source codes. So direct experiential contact with the messages that our body are sending to, is sending to us, the messages that the earth is sending to us. So this is gnosis. This is direct experience of, of the practical, of the mystical, of the invisible worlds that sometimes our five ordinary senses don't, turn, don't tune into, but that in our body consciousness and in our deep, our, our deep psyche, we can access this, inform this information directly. So we're talking about the living library of our earth, all of the knowledge and the memories from ancestral lines, from past lives or past soul resonance connections and future connections. So we're talking about accessing directly all of these magical communications and messages that, that people who are living in a primarily mundane um, worldview don't think exist. And you know, so, so a good number of people don't think that this magic exists, right? But of course, it's 100%, it will be 100% necessary for us to go forward in our, our own individual lives and in our, as a collective, because we have now entered the era of magic, the era of gnosis. And, and so, so that's, the, that's the orientation. We're all undergoing an initiatory journey, which means shifting our belief systems, shifting this kind of collective worldview that, that does not understand how deeply spirit and magic are imbued into matter, including our bodies and of course the earth. And, and so that's the or orientation of this process of beginning to awaken our body magic and beginning to awaken our, our communion or our communication with the earth itself. And, and so to jump from that spiritual or evolutionary or metaphysical worldview or view of the process and to get into the very practical is that, is that modern science is beginning to absolutely prove what the ancient alchemists have always known, what, the, what indigenous and shamanic cultures have always known that we really truly have magical capacities and gifts. And this is really part of biomancy. And then it's merging this, what I call high science. So science that is connected to spirit and is connected to life that's oriented to these, these feminine fields of consciousness that our lives depend on. So the, that's oriented to the earth, that's oriented to our body, that aren't some separated abstraction that's intent on taking energy from these systems, but that is a true high science that, that is merged deeply into these beautiful feminine domains that nurture all of us. And a for example, a for, because there are so many examples, but one of these examples is that the cells in our body, the 50 trillion cells in our body, each of them literally 
sings. And so the scientific field of sonocytology, sono means sound, cytology means the study of cells, tells us that our cells are actually each emitting a tone that has a pitch, right? It has a certain pitch and it's audible to the human ear if you put a very small microphone against the cell. And it's not just the cells in our body, but it's the cells of every living thing on the planet. So the cells, every cell in the tree or herb that you love, every cell in the mushroom, every cell in animals, all the single-celled organisms that are so important to generating life in our soils, which generate all of the all of the plant activity, all the life in the plants on the planet, of course, comes from the microbiome in the soil. That's the basis of it. To get it, that each one of these cells is literally singing. And modern science can make use of this to diagnose a sick cell. So for example, a cancerous cell or, or a cell that's not healthy makes a disharmonic note. And current medical diagnostics can, can pick out one sick cell in a, a vial of blood that has millions of cells. So that's a practical example of this knowledge. At a, at a magical or mystical or spiritual level, what it means is that we can, we can actually tune in to the song of our body. It's not just a metaphor. And if it's the same of plants. So there is a whole field of, of science called well, plant bioacoustics, when you, where you can actually hear or listen to the song of a plant and understand that plants communicate with each other and with the natural world via song. And so then when we begin to use toning and song and, and, and frequency to do healing work or opening work, it's, it's not just something that feels good. Of course it feels good. Of course it's beautiful, but there is a very, it has a very real physical effect on our body. And again, I could, I could go on and on and, and these, in the many ways in which, in which science is, um, is showing that it's, it's really proving something that's been known for ages and how important that is to reshaping our, our worldview, our field of belief. Because when we really understand and we believe at a next level more deeply in the magic of our bodies and the magic of the natural world and how to work with that, learning how to work with that, then all kinds of creative potential become activated. It's a quantum leap. It becomes a quantum, a quantum leap in what we can create as humans. Wow, that sounds absolutely fascinating. And I, I really, really love the fact that it was your daughter's birth that really just opened up a whole new level of this for you and really thrust you into creating this beautiful body of work called Biomancy. Thank you for sharing all of that. I, I would love to hear, if you don't mind, I would love to hear a little, a few more examples of how science is proving the magic of our biology, the magic of the cells in our bodies and, and the organs in our bodies. Sure, absolutely. I'll, I'll do a, a, couple, a couple more. You know, I can, again, this is, this is um, something that, that I'm actually creating a university 
to study. It's called Biomancy University, where we will go in depth into, into all of this. And I'm writing a book on this as well. So it's a, it is a new field. It is actually a new discipline or field uh, it, that is vast and inspiring. And there's, you know, there's, there's so much to it, but we'll get practical with a, a few more examples. And so this next, next example is another sound example. And this is an an understandings how the human heart regenerates and how heart tissue grows. So the heart is this amazing, amazing organ, right? Of course, is that it, our hearts have an electromagnetic field. Our heart, with every heartbeat, our hearts are an electrical organ. And this is something that not everyone understands that, but how all of the cells in the heart, millions of cells that beat in synchrony beat because there is an there is an innate electrical pulse that happens. It's our heartbeat. It's an electrical pulse that does this. And so like any electrical, it's a, a bioelectrical organ, it creates an electromagnetic field around us, around our body, and it extends out multiple feet. It actually extends out across the room. So for people who don't know this yet, when we walk into the room with someone else, instantly our hearts are making connection. It's electromagnetic field or our human biofield, right? Because our aura, our bioenergetic aura is not just some intangible spiritual energy. It is also an intangible spiritual energy, but it is, it is in addition to that, a living biofield, an electromagnetic field. And so that when we walk into the room with someone else, whoever's heart is in the most coherent pattern, the most calm or the most, how would you call it? Organized or relaxed, open, we'll call it. It begins to imprint that coherent pattern on the other person's heart in the room. And if you give two people enough time in an open space, their hearts will synchronize and the nervous systems will begin to synchronize across the room without touching. Just to understand a little bit of how, of, of what we're talking about here with the heart, but in the field of, of heart regeneration or the formation of the heart and the womb of how our human hearts form in the womb, it has been, it's been studied at Stanford university and understand, understood now that sound fields. So sound certain tones or certain notes that are played to the heart or to the heart cells can structure the growth of the heart in ways that allow the growth and regeneration to, to reach their, uh, their fullest potential. Mm. Okay. And so what I'm trying to say is that sound creates patterns that inform how our hearts regenerate or grow. Wow. So this is very real. And the science coming from Stanford University is quite mind-blowing. And you can see every, I'll take another step back for people who don't understand this, it's that every sound or tone or frequency creates a geometric pattern. So a, a geometry, and we'll call, call it a sacred biological geometry on the physical matter that it interacts with. And in this bioacoustical heart regeneration work that they're doing at Stanford, you can see these geometric bio patterns in the heart cells. So if you go to their, you know, their webpage or their, their Instagram feed, you can see 
these amazing geometries being formed in the cells of our heart. So that's another small example, right? And I'm going to jump from that, which we could go on about that. What are the implications <laughs> yeah. of that? What are the implications? Actually, let's just take a moment. What are the implications of that, of how profoundly sound structures our heart? And of course, it's not just our heart, right? It will be all of the organs in our body, how sound structures, how our, our brain functions, right? How our liver functions and how each of these organs, it's not just some odd thing that you learned in a biology class that's hard to relate with. No, each of these organs are constantly feeding us important messages, intuitive messages, messages that help direct our lives, that can help open doors of creativity, that can tell us what we need to regenerate, can tell us the kind of what to orient to in, in our world, what to, what to, what structures to build around us, what gardens to build around us. So it's, you know, the implications are incredible. Um, and that's just the field of how sound interacts with the heart, <laughs> you know, how sound interacts with our brain waves and how the geomagnetic fields of the earth and how they interact with our brain waves. It's, something that not many people understand that there's something called the Schumann resonance, which is the electromagnetic heartbeat of the earth. Hmm. So if you go on to, if you go on to NASA, so this, you know, NASA is the, the, uh, the American, the, you know, the United States um, space agency. If you go onto their website, you can see them. You can see on their websites, they say the earth has a heartbeat. It's the Schumann resonance. <laughs> you know, it's, mm. you know, it's, it's kind of amazing to see that something that of course, indigenous cultures would have known this thousands of years still do, of course, you know, yeah. but for the Western mind to, to get this, wow, actually the earth has an electromagnetic standing wave heartbeat called the Schumann resonance that all the time is in the background humming. If you, if you, Put this into YouTube, you could hear the frequency. So you could, or you can, you know, Google it, you can hear the frequency. But what is often not said about it is that this frequency is at the, it's the exact same electromagnetic wave that puts our brain waves, so our human brain waves, which are a reflection of our state of consciousness, of course, it puts us into this flow state where we're at that border of of the dream and imaginal realities that are the theta brainwave state. So it puts us at this junction of alpha and theta brainwaves, which open the doorway to dreaming and creativity and deep intuitive magical connection, being in this flow state with our body and the flow state with the earth and our flow state with our, whoever, you know, our, our friends and family and, and loved ones. This is what the earth is broadcasting. And this is what, we can hear and feel and receive if we step away from man-made electromagnetic fields. So why is it that when you go into a forest and you take your shoes off and you put your bare feet in, in the forest, that all of a sudden your actual brain waves shift? So of course your consciousness shifts from a subjective standpoint, but this is more than subjective. This is a, you know, it's a, it's a biological, physiological reality. And, and, you know, it's, 
I'm so excited about this. I could go on. I'll say one more thing just in relation to the earth and the electromagnetic fields in the earth is that when we step on our bare feet on, on the ground or in a body of water, ocean, river, any of earth's surfaces, there is a rush of electrons into our body. So these are the natural negatively charged ions that are in abundance in the ground and in bodies of water and that rush up into our body and make us feel enlivened, that reduce inflammation, that activate our cellular energetic pathways. So this is a, a real physiologic event. Why is it nice to put our feet on the earth? Well, it, it actually it actually regulates our physiology instantly, mm. instantly at the, mm. at, you know, at the speed of electricity. Uh, you know, this is the tip of the iceberg. It's also, I'll say one more, I'll say one more bit for now. Sure. Is that sure. from another very exciting piece of this is understanding really that there is a, a new neuroscience of alchemy or a new neuroscience of consciousness. And that within our brains, within our heads, we'll say, we actually have two different brains. So we have a cerebrum, which functions in a um, what we might call more masculine terms. So logical, rational, problem-solving, everyday reality. Uh, and that's when most people think of the human brain, they think about the cerebrum or the cerebral cortex. But we also have something called the cerebellum, which is in the back of the head, at the at really at the base of the skull. The cerebellum is about a tenth of the size of the cerebrum, but it contains 70% of our body's nerve cells, 70% of the neurons. The cerebrum only contains something like 15%. Well, what is the cerebellum? What makes it so special to have this amazing computing power? Well, the cerebellum is in charge of our somatic consciousness, of our body intelligence, of our deep feminine psyche, what what psychologists would call the unconscious psyche, which is the seat of our dreams, the seat of our creative inspiration, the seat of our desires, the seat of our passions, the seat, and it also includes our emotional intelligence and our ability to, well, it's our what we call our unconscious cognition, our body cognition, which turns out is there is literally a trillion times more information available to our body consciousness than there is to our, our rational thinking mind, our cerebral cortex. So to understand that this alchemy, this masculine feminine alchemy is happening literally in the two different, two different brains in our head is it's a stunning new way to understand what's happening in our consciousness and our, and our spiritual awakening process. And, and on our evolutionary path and relationship to, to everyone else and to the earth. Mm, absolutely. My my whole body is just buzzing as you're talking, Azra. And I could I could speak to you and keep asking questions for the next five hours about everything that you've explained there. But this is such a you you are explaining it in such a beautiful, simple these are complex issues and you're explaining in them them in such a beautiful, simple and graceful way. So thank you for, for sharing all of that. And I would imagine that in biomass, you go in a lot more detail about all of this, isn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We, we of course. And um, so Biomancy really, I've just launched it. And when I say I, Biomancy is a co-creation uh, with Sarah and my wife. So, so it's something that we've received together in our field of energy. We've received it together. We've, we've, it, it came, it came very powerfully when she was pregnant with our daughter and we lay on the earth for under beautiful mother trees for hours at a time and every day make that connection and with the earth putting when when we wake we go out as a family and we put our, our bare feet on the earth as much as we can when there's no snow you know <laughs> but um you know in in the evening even when it's cold go out and and it gets very cold where we live go out and open our energy body to the moon and to the stars and to that that nighttime energy and so in this deep field of relating biomancy has we've received it or downloaded it from this you know it's not it's not ours exactly in that it's come from this shared library of wisdom that everyone has access to and that's the point is to help everyone gain access to this wisdom and to this knowledge that we our ancestors had this access and many of us have forgotten, not all of us, but many have forgotten. And right. And so, and so biomancy is that process of, of awakening uh, these connections and reweaving our connections. But for, for me, it's, it's a new, it's, it's, it's new, right? This is the, the launch of it. And we have recently had, I've recently had a course that was, I'm probably around 15 hours of of learning and knowledge and and meditative practice and oracular group oracle sessions where together as a as a group we receive magical information and and make new connections and and so it is a world right it is a it's a, a world there's a lot to it and for those who are drawn to it, yes, there are courses, there are online courses, there is a, a university, a biomedicine university that will open next year in 2022. There is a, a new short film documentary that will be releasing the summer solstice and, and uh, June 20th of 2021. So just in a few weeks here. Um, and so yes, there is a lot more to it if anyone's interested in going further. Beautiful. And we will include the link to for, for signing up for the documentary in the intro text for this interview as well. Um, that That is the gift that you would like to also offer our listeners, isn't it, Azra? Yes, yes. So for anyone who's listening, we're having a uh, a film premiere party. So it's a, it's a live screening of the Biomancy. The film is it's a short film documentary. It's called Biomancy, Our Future. And we'll have a live screening and, and party of sorts, you know, it with, with uh, a group of, of people who are really excited to, to dive into this world that will be on summer solstice. And there's also a, uh, a biomantic meditation. So that is also that is also available for those who wish to explore further it's a guided audio meditation that begins to introduce it's a it's a sampler or a taster of this world 
And so it's, it's something you can do when you're in your own sacred space and for anyone who, who would like to do that. Mm, beautiful. Thank you so much for that, Azra. Um, and we are going to have to start wrapping up uh, slowly here, but I did want to pick your brain on one more issue. Um, in, in the context of everything that you have explained, the magic of our bodies, the, the songs that our cells sing and our incredible connection to the nurturing energies and power of Mother Earth, why is there at the same time such a push on our planet for things like artificial intelligence and why are we being exposed to environmental toxins through the air, through our food, through the kind of containers that we store our food in and of course the kind of toxins that we choose to inject into our bodies in certain cases as well. What, what's your take on that? All right. So really amazing fundamental question. It's the question that as we grow up as children and we begin to learn about the world around us, every one of us says, why? <laughs> why Why has the world taken this form or this shape that's actually destroying life on the planet? That's putting our biome and biosphere in danger. Thus, the human species in danger and every, um, you know, many other animal and plant species. What in the world is this all about? How could this happen? Yeah. And so it's a question that's so important, so fundamentally important that people have been noticing and asking this question now for 5,000 years. So even 5,000 years ago in the ancient mythologies, people were understanding, wow, there is a consciousness that's, hmm, how would you call it, affecting individuals on this planet. It's working through individuals, a, a consciousness that is at odds with life. Yeah. And so entire mythologies, or, or, or I'll say almost every mythology tries to explain this in different ways. What is this anti-life energy, this machine consciousness energy, this quote unquote artificial intelligence that is divorced from the natural world that evolved life on this planet that is a guaranteed dead end you know so machine consciousness is a guaranteed dead end if if someone puts that first and it's separated from the planet that gives us life separated from our bodies like that are our source of life and and so i'll just say this is that this is something for everyone to explore it's been the subject of, of deep spiritual inquiry for every, you know, every sage and priestess and mystic on this planet. And, and from my perspective, I, I, I say that it has to be as some sort of initiatory process. There's some purpose behind it. There's, there is, there is some new birth that's coming. And in some way, this energy is catalyzing the place within each of us that will contribute to birthing something new, that will remember a new way. And, it, and this memory is not just a memory of ancient times. It is a new creation that comes. It's a memory that's not just an old memory, but is also something evolutionary new. It's evolutionarily new at the same time. And I just, I know that it, it, that's really what's happening 
it's not without purpose. It's, it's purpose is as grand and greater than we can imagine, but it's catalyzing a change, a massive evolutionary change. And that's, that's the era we find ourselves in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that resonates very strongly, Asra. Thank you for, for sharing that as well. And yeah, I guess in many ways we we are on the precipice of of all of us are making decisions at the moment. All of us are choosing different realities for ourselves and how we choose will really in many ways take us into the future. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah. in a in in a good way or in a way that might lead towards more of the more of the the dis- destruction that you were also talking about yes exactly it's is it's a time where everyone has to choose what reality what reality bubble what reality island they will be living in is it going to be one that nurtures protects sustains and blooms this amazing beautiful magical life that is our inheritance in our bodies and on this planet or is it going to be a reality that thinks that that there's a solution. It's to go to Mars <laughs> and start a colony there on a planet that has no life and a planet that doesn't even have a electromagnetic field that orients and protects it. The earth is, um, is so much different than any other planet. It's such a special, special planet and place in the universe. Our, our future is here, uh, really for those who are choosing life. And it's really about that, you know, for those who are choosing life, who are choosing harmony, who are choosing beauty, who are choosing um, to evolve, because Gaia is evolving us, <laughs> and you can either be with that or or not. And if you're not with that, you will be composted, you know, energetically, and some way or another, it won't lead to a. a there's no life in in any other path. I'll say. Yeah. Gaia is evolving us. I love that, Azra. Thank you so much for sharing mm-hmm. that as well. And I appreciate your your perspective on this and, and, and sharing so openly and vulnerably about your own journey and all of this wisdom that you've gathered over the years. So thank you. You're very welcome, Amy. It's, it's been lovely and wonderful to speak with you and an honor to be uh, on this podcast. And so thank you for everyone who's sharing and, and listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Now, everybody, just for a moment, let's focus our intention on this incredibly inspiring and magical energy that's been activated during today's talk. And imagine sending this energy to everybody, everything on our planet, to remember that we truly are all one. And that the more of us have the courage to step into our sacred feminine power, the more quickly our planet will also ascend and shift. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here.